0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Great to see, great to see you folks today. Great to have everyone here. And today's going to be a be a fun service and it's, it's going to be a great way to close it. It's, it's just, it's interesting to me, right? Like vulnerability and and watching watching people talk about this over the past few weeks and watching the connections people can make and it really does start to open up connection i I love this idea vulnerability is the first thing i want to see in you it's the last thing i want you to see in me can i get a little amen on that you know and and yet we've over these weeks we've actually done a lot where people have shared a lot and you're going to hear a little bit more sharing today about what, what really is life all about for us, and, and that idea that we don't need to be invulnerable. And do you know why not? Because there's no such thing. <laughs> it's, it's an impossibility to live life in an invulnerable way. And so much of that, is, is, as we close, is looking, yeah, and how do we learn to actually share the load? How do we learn to actually connect with other people? Because in a way, maybe that's one of the most vulnerable things, is we really work at that connection. Now, now I think with life, I I think this. I I think life, we look back at different pictures of our lives, different snapshots. And and we're going to be talking about two snapshots from this ancient story of a famous leader in the Old Testament by the name of Moses. Now, if you're not familiar with Moses, just a little background. Ancient story, thousands of years old. And it's about a man named Moses who leads these people out of slavery. And we've been looking at that story and, and what's sort of the poetic sense underneath it. And the beauty of these stories, I think, is this. The beauty of these stories is that these stories still have a lot to tell us today. And New Church, we believe in looking what they have to tell us, looking at a deeper sense, a deeper poetry that's underneath the actual words on the page. So I want to talk about pictures. Now, how many of us have an old picture of ourselves that's absolutely mortifying? That was me at a swimming pool on my wedding day. My wife got a good one there. <laughs> you know, that's sort of what we're going to look at today. Like like some old pictures where I think like if Moses looked back at it, he'd look back at it and go like, oh, my goodness, I did that? Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about today. And here's, here's the, the the first step of it. It's this misguided view towards vulnerability. Here's the first picture. This is an ancient Painting, And it's it's when Moses is first called and there's a there's a bush, a flame out there in the middle of nowhere. God's kind of leaning down, telling him, look, you're going to lead my people out of out of their struggles, etc., etc. And that's where Moses trips up and he says, well, who am I to do this? I'm nothing. I'm, I'm zero. And then he goes on to this beautiful, beautiful conversation where he even has down to the, the normal human foible is that he hates public speaking. He hates it. And by the way, that's still people's one of their most prevalent fears. And he says, I can't speak in public. He says, I stutter. And God gives a simple yes, <laughs> you do. Your point is beautiful stuff. It's this basic belief where we start, folks, where we say, I am the only one, dot, 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 who struggles. I'm the only one who struggles. I'm the only one who struggles with this, with that, with something else. Be aware of that. Be aware of that in yourself. If there's some piece where you feel like, yeah, I'm the only one who struggles with this, I can guarantee you, the answer is no. No, you're not. You're just simply not. I mean, that's one of the great lies I think that hell tells us is that, that somehow we're all alone and we're the only people who struggle with this. And the fact is so much of church is understanding that the struggles are universal. And it may be this. Maybe if we learn to struggle together, Maybe if we learn to struggle together, we find our way home. Maybe if we learn to struggle together, we can find our way home. Now, there's a second problem as well. So we kind of go back and forth to I'm the only one who struggles with this. To a second part, which is I'm the only one who can do this. Control enthusiasts, raise your hand. I'm the only one who can do this. And it's interesting, right, in the, in the story is, is the story flips over the course of Moses' life from, from this first start where he's like, I can't do anything to where I need to do everything. Now, I'm going to give us a chance to take a look at this question. Where do you believe you have to do it all by yourself? If you're on our online audience, you're more than welcome to text an answer into me. Luke Frazier is also moderating a conversation from Austin, Texas. You're welcome to chat about it with Luke. And I'm going to be around with the microphone. I'm going to ask a couple of you just to share. Yeah, this is where this really shows up for me. This is where I actually believe that I have to do it all by myself. So please raise your hand and be around with the mic here. Who wants to get us started with it? The-
1: when I had Paul and I was, I had to do it all. Nobody could take him to the doctors. Nobody could do his homework. Nobody, you know, I was like way over. And then I had someone say,
0: let go, you know, like, let go. That's good. It'll be all right. Not just caregiver, but caregiver. <laughs> that was it. What's another one, folks?
2: I feel the responsibility of our family's purpose, our, our mission, why we're here.
0: Good. So, so sometimes family can be one. Sometimes family can be one. Another one, folks? No. Uh,
2: when doing a lot for the business, like payrolls and stuff. Like.
0: Uh, all right. That idea of doing business things. Do we have another one? One more.
2: Um, loading the dishwasher. <laughs> loading. Yes. <laughs> no.
1: Taking care of all the living creatures in my house—children, animals, oh, and husband—I'm so the only one who can you're do the, it.
0: Right? You're the only one. You're the only one who can do it. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. How many of us have actually reloaded the dishwasher because somebody did it wrong? That's embarrassing. So please give those folks a round of applause. So, so we can see, we can see, folks, where this is like this human condition, right? And isn't it interesting? And I hope this rings true. Like there's things I say, and I just I like to think, like, dear Lord, please make me not the only strange person here. We go back and forth, like, over a 24-hour period, I will lapse into I'm the only one with this problem, and I will lapse into I'm the only one who can actually do this thing. Crazy. I mentioned it to the, you know, to our team this morning uh, as we met. You know, I, that's why I get nervous. With, that's why I get nervous with guest speakers, which is crazy. The guest speakers are 20 times the speaker I am. But there's still that little lack of control. That back and that forth. Now, of course, these are issues. So so if they're issues that we deal with, of course they're going to be in the Bible because the Bible is about the human condition. It's not about, please listen carefully, it's not a bunch, about a bunch of perfect people who have figured it out. It's about people like you and me who struggle every day. And maybe on a rare occasion we get it. Maybe on a rare occasion we get it. But most of the time we don't. So the second picture is this. Beautiful painting. So Moses goes on. He goes on to be an old man, and, and, and all the people are coming to him every day. He's, he's led a great people out of, out of bondage, and people are flocking to him every day as Moses, the great leader, to ask for his opinion on everything. That's the second picture. And listen to these lines, folks. Look at this line from the Bible next. The next day, Moses took his place to judge the people. So every day he would sort of would set up to be able to judge people, give them advice. People were standing before him all day long from morning to night. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What's going on here? Why are you doing all this and all by yourself? Letting everybody line up before you from morning to night. And then it goes on to say, Please say the B and the O word there. You will burn out. Is that human or what? You'll burn out. You'll burn out. And this is, this is the kicker line. And the people right along with you. <laughs> they don't need your help 24-7. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for them. This is way too much for you. You can't, please say the A word there, you can't do this alone. So as the band comes out, for our next song. As the band comes out for our next song. Like, think about where this might show up for you. Think about where you're tempted to move from I can't do anything to I need to do everything. Because so much of vulnerability is is shifting that. I mean, there's there's a way in which folks, I think, that that when we, when, we, when we believe we can't do anything, that's sort of a game to try to be invulnerable. Like, I can't do that, makes you invulnerable. And there's a way in which saying, I need to do it all, that's also a quest for invulnerability. The quest for invulnerability is impossible. That's how God made it. Because there's a great number of things we can learn from vulnerability. Vulnerability. We can learn from sharing the load. We can learn from connecting. So we get to this point where we get, I, I, I have to move beyond just I can't do anything. We have to move beyond this part of I need to do everything. We, we need to learn this, this surrender piece. Literally this turning it over, this, 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 this coming to God and this, and this turning it over again and again. And, and this is the tricky part for me. I, I know that if I was sitting where you were sitting, I'm, I'm going to be waiting in this second half for the answer. Like, Chuck, I struggle with taking on too much. I have a struggle with saying no. I have a struggle. I constantly think I'm the one who needs to do everything. it's not like there is the answer to that. You know, like, yeah, if you just think this one thought. I think for a lot of us, it certainly was this for me. There just gets to be a point where we get a life circumstance eventually happens that we have no control over. And we really have to give it up. I think some of us are fortunate enough that we get to wave a white flag, say, all right, God, I surrender. I think some of us, like myself, it's the knockout punch. (laughs) Like a very different form of surrender. One of our online viewers from down south was talking about health issues and how that's where it shows up for them and trying to control all that. And I think, yeah, there's an example, right? You, you can try, but there's not like the answer to that. All there is is this third way over here that's known as surrender. Turning it over, somehow getting that we have to share the load. So we see that there's a clear problem. And we see as well that there's a solution. Again, like I said last week, the solution is much more about a lens than answer. But this is part of that lens. Share your load and that will make it easier for you. If you handle the work this way, you'll have the strength to carry out whatever God commands you and the people in their settings. This is so good. If you're not taking a picture of that with your phone, shame on you. That is so good. I shouldn't have said shame on you. I'm sorry. But have the strength to carry out whatever God commands you. And the people and other people which in their settings will flourish. Will flourish. Do you want to flourish? Please say yes. Do you want the loved ones in your lives to flourish? Yes. Yes. If we want those things, I think we have to go through this beautiful progression here. I can't do anything. I have to do everything. Share the load. I think that's the way it goes. Just that simple progression is maybe the best we can do. There are miracles to watching how that can happen. There are miracles to watching how these small little islands of of human connection and flourishing can occur. And this is a miracle for me. I feel like these small little islands of human flourishing, it's not that they answer all the cosmic problems of the world, but they do. Somehow it just feels like, yeah, this is part of that. I've been deeply blessed on Thursday nights to have been part of a wonderful small group of people who have been meeting over the course of this series. For those of you here for the first time, what we do is on occasion, a couple times a year we have a series, and then we have a small group about, in other words, we have a group of people who meet once a week after the service just to chat about it, just to chat about these topics and to share our strength, our hope, our experience. We have some brave volunteers from that small group who have agreed to come down here and be grilled by me under the spotlight. So please, with a warm round of applause, welcome them to Right Down Here. That's all right. We're all good. We're all good. We're all good. Now, now, these I do appreciate these folks coming down. I'll just let you say your names first. All right. Marianne.
1: Is it on? Okay, Marianne. Well, I'm Bill.
0: Bill. And, and I'd love for each you just to say, or if you want to, like, why did you join the group? Like, what was the point for you? What was, like, the hook? And you can't say Chuck made me, so it's like, <laughs> just what was, what was the hook for you?
1: I won't say Chuck made me, but he does in the background do that. <laughs> And uh I love small groups. This is one of several that I've been part of, and it's just a great way to connect with people that you know or don't know, but you do get to know them after the groups and uh just to share that conversation that you normally wouldn't share. It's that um vulnerable conversation that you have, and it's a loving conversation, and it's a you know it's an intimate conversation so uh, that's what i look for yeah. many times in my life and this is a great place to do it and it's safe and it's so safe. it's a safe place too okay
2: yeah when i saw the uh the, the dan gottlieb um talk i i hadn't really planned on joining the group and i was thinking about it going back and forth and um after i saw that talk i said oh, i have to, i have to join the group <laughs> so, you know I looked around. I looked around the audience, and I wasn't the only one wiping my eyes after <laughs> after he told the uh, story about the seventeen-year-old girl. It just, uh, you know, it just really, just really hit me. So, so I, jo- I joined after that after that service. That's great. That's a great, Bill. Um,
3: I joined because I really just wanted to be vulnerable, and what I learned was out of it was uh, out of being vulnerable is to having compassion you know, have ha- having compassion for others and really getting a chance to step outside step out step out of my comfort zone so,
0: that's but, what I got. but you know here's the funny part so we're ending the service the whole point yes give them a round of applause folks <laughs> you're gonna get a big smile when you see how i close the series just so you know um and, and the last question is this like uh, without breaking confidential, confidentiality, obviously, like, what was the blessing? Like, just, it was just interesting to me just to watch and just to watch the way the human dynamics work. And anytime you start with a small group, everybody comes and it's sort of like, what kid can sit the furthest back in the school bus? Remember those days, right? Everybody's like way far back, as far back as they come. And then by the end, we're all like, boop, right? Just physically, right? We do this to this. And what was just a blessing for you? They just felt like, yeah, and if it just a sentence or two, just yeah, this is, was the real blessing for me.
1: okay, uh the blessing for me was to to go back to our other uh part series is the weaving together of the group, and it's like Chuck said, when we started out, we were <laughs> far away, and by the end we're close in so. To see that happen and to share each other's preciousness, just a little piece of each other's preciousness is, I don't know, it's really a special thing. And you get to feel like you can let go of some of your private secrets and feel better about it and hold somebody else's uh, tenderness too, which is, uh, it's pretty amazing. Okay. Thanks,
2: Mary. I was sitting here today, I was thinking of what I was going to say. And I, I remembered a group I was in before, and there was a guy in the group who was very um, kind of shy, didn't really talk a lot. And, and I think this, and it's true of this group also, but he had made the statement that he never felt as accepted as he did in that group. Um, and, you know, and I think that happened in the most recent group. There's people there that just don't, and I'm one of them, I don't really talk that much about what's going on with me. But there's, you know, it's really great just to be able to open up and know that you're fully accepted. That's good. Thank you. Uh,
3: for me, uh, my blessing uh, I got out of it is to be feel uh, more connected, uh, and to and to make some
2: new friends.
0: Yeah, thank you, Bill. Give him a round of applause. Thank you, guys, very much. Thank you. think we can all hear it there right like and it's 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 this is not a guilt trip i don't want anybody feeling bad for not signing up for a small group or anything it's it's not the point the the point is to understand this that 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 there's folks so the new church one of the primary things we believe god is seeking to give to you is freedom freedom not freedom to necessarily do whatever you want in the world. That's not going to happen. I'm never going to dunk a basketball. But please listen carefully. All right. It's freedom to be who you are. You won't get there through trying to create lives. At least I haven't found a way, even though I've tried. You know, to find a way, a route there with, with being invulnerable. There is a root. When we open up and we connect with others and we, we, we start to understand this. We move from I'm the only one who can or, or I'm the only one who struggles with this to this. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. And when we do that, we have this, this freedom and the, and the freedom starts to shift Freedom starts to shift and we we start to be able to learn from other people. We start to be able to connect with other people in new ways. We're willing to to open up, willing to share the load. I love these beautiful words from Richard Rohr, talking about opening up. When we receive and empathize with the face of the other, especially the suffering face, it leads to transformation of our whole being. It creates a moral demand on our heart that is far more compelling than the Ten Commandments written on stone or paper. Just giving people commandments doesn't change the heart. That's a good one. So many Christian mystics talk about seeing the divine face or falling in love with the face of Jesus. I think that's why St. Clair used the word mirroring so often in her writings. We are mirrored not by concepts, But by faces, we are mirrored not by concepts, but by faces. Think of the face right now that's coming to you, delighting in us, giving us the face we can't give to ourselves. It is the face of the other that finally creates us, and I'm sorry to say also destroys us. It is the gaze that does us in. That idea, again, like a freedom, learning to to see each other, and when we can be in those groups that really can, just as these people wonderfully, wonderfully shared. That does change us, like in ways that are a miracle. I I can't put words to it. I just end up leaving feeling like, oh, yeah, this is a huge part of the answer. And I'm not talking about Thursday, small group, 7 p.m. at the New Church Live office. I'm talking about connection around those things that matter most, which takes vulnerability. And then we also start to see ourselves differently. We start to see others differently, and we start to see ourselves differently. I'm so glad that Walt mentioned Dr. Dan Gottlieb. He was here four weeks ago, Dr. Dan is a quadriplegic. He was uh, he was made wheelchair-bound in a car accident um, close to 40 years ago. He came and spoke here at New Church Live, talked a lot about vulnerability. He's an amazing human being, amazing, has amazing insights into life in and of itself. And I want you to hear a little clip. It's just one minute where he talks about this new way of seeing ourselves as well. So we see each other differently. And then, very importantly as well, we start to see ourselves differently. Take a look at what Dr. Dan has to share. So,
3: how to it change? It begins with self-compassion. It's what I've been addressing this whole time. Look in the mirror in the eyes of that person looking back to you. And see if you can see their childhood. See if you can see their history of suffering. See if you can see how good a person is looking back to you, at you. A person who's tried their best their whole lives to do the right thing a person with a tender heart. See if you can see that. Because if you look hard enough and deep enough in those eyes, you'll find your soul. And then you can do that with others.
0: Do imagine that, like that kind of looking. It's thinking a lot about, you know, because it's 10-year it's anniversary at New Church Live, and what does that mean? And, and what's the kind of, why are we doing what we're doing in a time that can feel so um, challenging to trying to do religion or trying to do church? It may be part of, I mean, there's so many answers, right, you could give, and part of it, I think, is what Dr. Dan's talking about. We start to see. We start to see in others the divine. We start to see in ourselves the divine. Not that we're God, but that we all have incredible God-given gifts that are waiting to be freed. The last word there, and it's where Bill kind of preempted it, which was beautiful, is the word compassion. The simple practice of compassion. I think that's where that seeing starts to come from. I think that's why small groups work. I think, I think that's why we need to move beyond the idea that, that I need to do it all by myself to, to you know, I can't do anything to, to sharing the load because when we share the load, what else is, is it that greases those skids but compassion? Some of you know this. Some of you don't. Do you know what the word compassion means in Latin? to suffer with, to suffer with. Means means we're able to share the load one with another in incredibly powerful ways. Here's one example. This is from Trin Seely, who watches us online from Phoenix and joined us in the small group from Phoenix, Arizona. A pastor talked about the vertical picture of eternity as opposed to the horizontal timeline we experience here on earth. Be loving and kind in this moment to this person. And then the next person. And the next. And the next. I could really visualize it. Two weeks later, 9-11 happened. It was scary. Unsettling to everyday routines, creating the looming, looming question, does anything I do make a difference? There's just so much sadness and so much fear.
2: But what I realized
0: is this. I realized every moment of kindness counts. I would add every moment of vulnerability to any person near me. So I taught my music classes. I cared for my young nephews and reset from doubt to faith, despair to hope, darkness to light. The more love we give, the more it adds to the whole experience of life, like a cycle, which will come around again like flowers bloom after winter. They were always there, waiting under the snow for the right conditions to invite them to spring up again. Beautiful. So, my dear friends, that closes the series. Let's not just go out of here this week. Let's go out here with this series just willing to connect a little more. Willing to show a little bit more compassion. Willing to open up a little bit more. Willing to be vulnerable a little more. And understand that we have a God who just, who just, who just craves that. Craves that for us. Not a cruel and punishing God, but a God who craves that gift. that We find there. And I want to close with just this beautiful passage because I just want you to sort of settle into the waters of that kind of God. The warm God that knows that we're all vulnerable because we're all human but knows as well that you're all blessed. That you're all blessed. The final word. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden my burden is light. Amen. We're now going to close today's service with a prayer you'll have the opportunity to say your own prayer, to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, or to have a moment of quiet reflection. So please join me. So Lord, thank you for your presence here yet again among us today, a presence that is always and forever, all space and all time. Help us, Lord, as well, to find ways towards more compassion, to find ways towards more kindness, To find ways towards more connection. Knowing, Lord, that in these things, though they feel vulnerable, the reality is that is how our life grows. That is how we change. That's how we blessedly move from the idea that I am absolutely nothing, that I'm the only one with these problems. Through that idea that I'm actually the only one with solutions, I'm the only one who can do this thing. To finally, that simple breathing of that we, not I, we are here to share the load. Let us share that load, Lord, with joy, with rejoicing, with compassion, with kindness, with all the better angels of our nature. Let us join together as a congregation. Let us join together as a congregation. Pilgrims in this world, doing our best to serve, connecting one with another in ways beautiful and ways flawed. Let's do that, Lord. Help us to do that. And as always, and as always, bring us home. Bring us home, bring us to your light and your way and your love. Thank you, Lord, again for the presence of this amazing congregation. Thank you for the opportunity we had over these last four weeks. And thank you especially for just the opportunity of today together sharing the load. Amen.